Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. The prophecy for today is part of two prophecies. One of them I said that I would make. It's not really a prophecy because it's something that has been coming up consistently since at least, I think, early 2022 concerning certain things that came to my attention um, regarding the Master's Voice Prophecy blog. I have been very transparent since I started making these videos. I know that they reach more people than the blog, but that's fine. Not everyone is a reader, even though you will internalize this content best. If you read it, you will get a certain clarity that you just can't get when you're listening to video because video seems to prompt people to respond and talk and things like that. And when you're doing that, you're not actively listening. You're actually listening and pulling up all the things you think, all the things you know, and it's mixing with the prophetic word and it's making it muddy in you. And that is why people have been coming here for one year and they're still confused because they don't just listen. In fact, I want to make the recommendation that if you are a busy person or if you are a person who keeps saying, but I don't understand, I don't understand, please switch to an audio format. An audio format would be Google Podcasts, it would be Spotify, it would be Apple Podcasts, it would be SoundCloud. When you switch to an audio, you can simply listen without feeling the urge to respond and type and say things like that. It's a very good way for you to listen when you're driving, when you're doing housework, when you simply want to be get to want to be able to get through two or three words in a day because the work on the master's voice prophecy blog on my end is to prophesy and bring forth the mind of the lord the work on your end is to make sure that you've heard it whether you've heard it or not it is still coming so you are at a disadvantage because of everything you may not know yet if you're a new person i strongly advise you to try out the audio format and see how that works for you the prophecy for today is called do not mishandle the holy things or do not touch actually do not touch the holy things and i received this prophecy off of a dream that i had on july 24th and i am almost certain that the lord brought this dream because i have not yet had time to make the comprehensive prophecy or comprehensive video that I said I would make and I would pin it up on my arrival page, my welcome page, so that people know definitively what this blog is, the function it performs, what I am here for, and how God sees these messages. God does not have in any way the same viewpoint of these messages as modern people seem to have. Modern people feel that this is content, video content. It's on the internet. It's free. So they can touch it anyhow. They can steal it. They can plagiarize it. They can twist it, manipulate it. They can take pieces out and add it to another piece and make an amalgam and then say, well, this too is a prophecy. They can come and creep here under aliases and listen and then go and re-prophesy as if they had the dream and they change a few keywords and, and aspects and then it's my dream, it's my prophecy. God is watching all of this. And the cost of this, please understand, is very high. That is because the same God in the Bible who killed Ananias and Sapphira for trying to deceive the Holy Spirit is the same God who killed Achan for touching what he told him not to touch. The order was given forth. Achan heard it. The Bible does not say, but there was one among them called Achan, a man deaf from birth. And he did not hear Joshua saying that the holy things in Jericho, all of it was to be burnt as an offering to the Lord. Achan had absolutely no hearing problems. Achan is one of those people who, the minute you tell them not to do something, what they hear is, 
please leave this place and go and do it immediately. And God was showing me as he was bringing me through this, as I was writing down this dream the following day, that there are indeed people who will hear and immediately go and still continue doing what they're doing, or they will go and perform it because they're thinking, who is she to tell me anything? If it's on the internet, it's free. Just understand that I always say, behind me stands the Lord. I'm coming in front to sow the seed. He is the harvester who will come and repay to each one according to what they have done. Do not touch the holy things. Is the title of this prophecy and the date is July 24th, 2023. I dreamt that people were tampering with the videos of the Master's Voice blog. So as I was watching, a man and a woman, they took one of the videos and they made what people call a redub. So a redub is maybe where a video is in Korean and then a Korean speaker takes the video to make it more accessible to let's say an American audience so that Korean speaker speaks great English They'll take a Korean video that's quite popular and they know that Americans want to know more about this kind of stuff and they will redub that Korean, Korean video by making an exact replica of the words that the person is speaking over that video so that a new audience can hear it, like it, and respond to it. So I don't know if this person was redubbing the video to avoid copyright issues or the reason they redubbed what I was saying was to make the clip more supportive of what they thought and what they felt that they wanted to put forth to their audience. So it was a man and a woman. They took the video and they redubbed what I was saying. So when the Lord brought me into the dream, he brought me in exactly to where they were. They were in some kind of studio place and then their video began to play. So the two of them were sitting there and the video began to play. And I heard my voice playing in their video, but then the dubbing that they had made was causing some of the sentences that I was speaking to be incomplete. So my words were not coming out completely. They were coming up with slight ip, up, dip, dip. And it was having the effect of almost making me say something that I was, but I was not saying. But then I was still able to hear what I was saying in general, even though some pieces were missing. However, towards the end of the video clip that they were using, I got a serious shock. I was astounded at what these people had done. And I do not know if there is software yet. There might be. If there's software able to do this, they changed completely what I was saying. But I heard it in my voice. So towards the end of the video, I was talking. But now I was saying things that I have never said before. And I said, Lord, in such shock, I said, Lord, I never said that. That is not me talking. That is not even something that I've ever talked about. How, have, how, how did they do that? How did they get me to say that? And even though the Lord was standing right there with me in the studio, he did not speak, but an understanding came into me. This is software. There is software that can adapt a person's voice. And what happens is you give that software enough recordings of that person speaking. So perhaps it's an AI. You simply feed that program enough clips of the real person saying real things. And what the software is doing is it's not listening to what the person is saying. It's listening to how the person speaks. It's listening to the voice vocal tone. It's listening to delivery. It's listening to cadence. And after a while, if you've given it enough of a database, this AI learns the person's way of speaking. And then the AI can produce audio of them saying anything you want, even if they never said it. And that is what um, 
this couple used to change the last few minutes of the video clip that I took. And then the man said, so you see, America's going to fall. It's just like I told you, but you can hear what she said at the end. It's all true. And I was appalled at how this man lied so freely. And I was just thinking, people don't, people don't fear God. People literally don't fear God. And then the Lord put another image in front of me in the dream. And I saw an older woman and she was giving prophecy and I could see it was true prophecy. It was coming out of her mouth the right and righteous way. So you might say appearing, just appearing pure. That's the only way I can say. Um, but then some of the things she was saying in the prophecy were not accurate. These things were not true. I was seeing that it was this woman's opinion. So she was giving the prophecy but then she was blending it with her own understanding of what she was saying, which was not necessarily what God wanted her to say, not to interpret the prophecy in her own understanding, but God gives interpretation for his word. And when you hear the interpretation, it is perfectly married to the prophecy itself. But then she was giving her own opinion. And what I saw was like two streams coming out of her mouth, two streams. So the first stream was a golden river. It was very lovely. It was a stream of gold. But then there was another river that was very dirty and gritty, and it was made of iron shavings. So I'm not sure if everybody knows what iron shavings are. I guess they do it at the welder shop when they shave things down. Then all those horrible little dirty curled up pieces of iron that they maybe throw it away or they remelt it. The second stream was just this river of dirty um, iron shavings. Those two things came out of her mouth into the video and then they went into the people who were listening to her. And the Lord said, do not use mixed medium. Do not mix linen with flax. Do not mix iron with clay. And I knew that God wasn't talking about the Old Testament Levitical laws about don't mix your linen and flax. And if you're wearing cotton, wear pure cotton. And if it's linen, wear pure linen. Don't blend and mix them. And he's not even talking about the fallen ones mixing with men. God was angry in this manner. He was angry over the corruption of the prophecy that he had given the woman. He gave her a true prophecy. He was angry at hearing her change some of the meanings and the interpretations either because she didn't understand her own message fully or because she thought, well, I know he said it this way, but this way makes more sense. And so I woke up from this dream and God was speaking to me in a very kind manner. So sometimes God can be very fearful, very fearsome, should I say. The way that God will approach over a topic that he's not happy with like rebellion, for instance, or the refusal to repent. The way he can come upon you, it can be quite something. But he was speaking me, to me so kindly, and I could tell he wasn't angry. And he said, he said, Celestial, tell these people what I say and tell them everything. If you have already told them things, then that part is covered. But if you have not told them some things, then understand this. The part that you have told them and the part that you have not yet told them, I will do all of it to them. I will do to them all that you have said and I will do to them all you have not said. And if they end up confused and afraid because of the part that you did not tell them, I will still do it to them 
and you will be responsible that they have not heard what I said, for they have no understanding and are rebellious from the heart, yet tell them what I said, so that it will not fall upon you. And so I already announced at the end of one of the videos where I was talking very sternly about the fact that people have no honor for God's word. They disrespect it, they mock it, they scoff at it, they say it will never happen to us. They say America is great and America is repenting right now and we are in the greatest uptick of Christian righteousness in the last 200 years. They say many things, but God says even more things and God's things are backed up by spiritual currency, which is God himself. He said, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not fail in the thing for what I sent it. It will not come back to me void. When someone who is able to back up and confirm his own word is speaking to people who have nothing, no power, all you can say is that a war won't come. All you can really say is that the currency won't crash. All you can really say is that it's a lie and Russia will not come. You can't back it up by anything. You might be dead before these prophecies come to pass. No disrespect. You might not even live to see your bravado fail. So God is saying, what I've managed to cover by working this hard and things that I have not yet been able to touch, there are over 100 prophecies on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog that I still have not been able to convert to video and about now 35 at least that I still not have been able to put into writing. He said that whether you've actually heard it, meaning also the responsibility on your end, whether you ever went to read a single one, whether you ever went, you're on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, you're watching tiny little pieces of prophecy, and then you're assuming that, oh no, I understand what she's saying and I'm ready. You are not even in the same planet as the word ready. Until you have heard the full of a matter, you are ill-equipped to judge it and to prepare for it. And so the Lord says, I will strike them with boils for apprehending my words. Apprehending the word means taking them. It means stealing them. It means plagiarizing them. I will strike them with boils for apprehending my words, for stealing them, for taking them from the vineyard of the Lord. I will discomfit them and make them ashamed. To be discomfited means that God will trouble you greatly in your life. Things will start going wrong for you in every aspect. And you might have been someone who just did this for a season and you have no idea. You won't be able to, you won't be able to link the two things together. Just a moment, please. And so people might not be able to even link the two things together. People might not be able to even link the two things together. What's happening in their life with things that they may be doing because there are prescribed ways to use the messages of the master's voice, but there are people who always think themselves above it. There are people who think that they're being helpful, and so they, they simply apprehend the entire mass of the work that I've been doing here according to a blueprint for a certain period of time, and they just think nothing of it. They just go ahead and do what they want, and then for some reason, because God is merciful, he always at least makes them give a backhand um, a backhand remark to me, oh, I've done this and I've done this and I just thought you should know that I was planning to do this. So this is how the Lord makes me aware because this field has gotten very wide. It has gotten very big since I started just my little blog that I used to work on all my free time. And then as my free time got less, I began to sacrifice the personal time to do it. And I still do that. And I always said that God moves at an incredible pace. If God is giving someone six dreams in one night, 
it is not likely that I'm going to be able to write six blogs and then make six videos. Those who have been here long enough knew that it was my policy that the word precedes the video. Why? Because the video is less important in my estimation. The words of the Lord are pure words. And so they go up first that all can read. And then the video sometimes comes as I started the blog, um, the vlog a year later. The video is sometimes 15 months, 20 months behind the original prophecy. So the dates I work with on all the clips you see are the day I received the prophecy and I put it up. So the Lord says that he will discomfit people and he will also shame them. So if public shame things start happening to you, embarrassing things, sins of your past start being uncovered and things like that, God is basically in your life working like those little underground moles eating up the foundation simply because of something that you did that he wasn't happy with and that is the thing many times you read the bible and you simply hear or read and god troubled israel terribly but it does it will not tell you what happened it will not tell you detail for detail oh they planted corn and all the corn died and then they did this and their houses collapsed and 16 people were trapped in the houses and they all lost their lives no if you want to know what being discomfited means and what being made ashamed means, the best example that I can give you is to simply go to ancient Egypt and see what condition it was in when all the pharaohs were amazing and Moses and them were the slaves. And then what condition God left it in when he was getting his people out. That is what it means to be discomfited. It means that every single thing will start going wrong. And unless you are wise, you will not know why God is angry with you. There was a king, I think his name is Abimelech, and he took Abraham's wife. He took Abraham's wife because she was beautiful. He took Sarah and he brought her into the palace, but the, the mercy of God caused, caused him not to sleep with that holy woman. Yet, God was so angry at the situation that God hit everybody in that palace. All the women in the palace went barren. No more babies were being born as long as Sarah was in that house, and yet, the king didn't know what was causing the barrenness. He didn't, he didn't know what was troubling his people until he finally dreamed. And then he came and he told Abraham, but why? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? So if God hadn't had the mercy to tell that man, this is your sin against me, then what would it have been like? And so I saw later the man from the dream who had turned my words into different words by using a kind of software which effectively changed God's message into something else that supported his point. This man was covered with very big round boils that looked marble-sized, and it was those painful pimples that have no head, the kind of pimple that can't be popped. He had marble-sized blind pimples with no head all over his body, and he was so in pain, and he cried because of it. And I seriously did think of poor Job, whose body was so pained that he could only sit in a crouch on the ground and scrape his sores. I saw another man who had been tampering with the words of the, blog, of the blog. And how God punished this man is he gave him only one pimple, but it was in his backside. The Lord gave him one big pimple in his backside, but it was so painful that this man could not sit for any length of time. I saw him trying to work. I saw him trying to commute. He changed position and he put his body weight on the left. And then he changed position and he put his body weight on the right. But whatever he tried, this person could not get any relief 
When he walked, his body moved and the pimple caused him excessive misery. Eventually, he gave up on regular life. All he could do was lay on his stomach and endure the shame of having regular visits from the doctor. And the doctor had to look there and this man had to take it. And the doctor tried different bandages and creams, but the boil was extremely stubborn. And this was how this man ended. In the end, I saw him laying in his house on his belly and everybody in the house left him alone because he was so angry and miserable. They would bring food to him and he was crying, angry and miserable. I saw that the Lord indeed struck people with hemorrhoids, painful ones. They visited the doctor a lot and I saw them nodding as the doctor explained different modes of treatment to them. But come what may, the issues would not resolve. It was the Lord striking these people for touching his words and playing with them like they are a game. Something that they can simply touch and possess like cheaply available groceries in the supermarket. And it was all Christians that this was happening to, not unsaved people. Unsaved people have no interest in the master's voice whatsoever until the time that God will move it upon their heart to pay attention. So this is what I saw God doing to Christians. And one, one punishment reminded me of what happened to Job. The second punishment um, also reminded me of what happened to Job, this painful boil. But I saw that people had hemorrhoids, and this is what I just discussed recently um, in the fall of Dagon prophecy where the Lord struck the entire nation of the Philistines with boils for daring to take the Ark of the Covenant and bring it into their defiled nation and put it into their defiled fake temple with their defiled fake God. So only when the person's misery became so much, I saw them begin to cry out to God and weep. And they were saying, what is, what is going on, God? Why am I like this? They cried out to him the way Rachel cried out when she had those two children fighting in a womb and said, what is, what is going on with me? Why is it this way with me? They were crying to God and weeping because of the physical pain that they were in. And then sometimes I saw that God would give them a dream. And in this dream, I saw that what they had said against God's messengers was shown to them. So God gave them dreams of their themselves and what they had said against messengers and pastors, preachers, prophets, messengers that God sent. God showed them their scorn. He showed them their mockery, but he also showed them the theft that they had taken messages of God from this channel to use for their own fame and importance. The next thing I saw was a woman with what I have described before is malaise. Malaise is not an easily diagnosable disease. They're not going to run tests and come back and tell you you have this or you have fever or you have this or that definitive diagnosis. Malaise is some kind of apathy that comes upon the person. You feel yourself losing physical strength. You get eight plus hours of sleep. You wake up feeling as if you have only slept for one hour. Your sleep is non-refreshing. You feel heavy. Your head feels heavy. Your body feels heavy. You are also weighed down with the kind of depression that usually does not respond to medication. Malaise is a spiritual illness that comes upon people. And I've shared before that if it is not quickly dealt with, it can lead a person into a place that none of us can get us out from. They can commit suicide or they can simply dwindle away and die for no apparent reason. So I saw a woman who was struck with malaise and she was sitting on her lounger in a very nice and big living room all day, 
crying like someone who was suffering from severe postpartum depression. This woman did not take any showers. She didn't really eat. She had none of the energy that was required for daily life. Finally, she, after letting the doctors go first to help her, letting the experts go first, letting the therapists go first, this woman finally thought about God, and yet she was a Christian. After everybody had their chance to treat her and failed, when they couldn't find a cause or help her condition, then she turned to God. I saw her laying on her lounger in that bathroom, bathrobe that she hadn't changed for a few days and weeping, and she was saying, God, what is wrong with me? And why am I like this? And he said to this woman, why were you not afraid to curse my prophets? Why were you not afraid to mock my words and say that they were lies? And why did you kick against the goats? To kick against the goats means that the word of the Lord comes, the direction of the Lord comes, the Lord says something, and then you kick it away and you say, there's no such thing, that's not gonna happen. I perceive by my own spiritual discernment that this person is a liar, and I'm going to make 20 videos and let the world know that this liar is not to be taken seriously. And you kick directly against the Holy Spirit. Hear what he said. Why were you not afraid to mock my words and curse my prophets? And when the woman heard this, she cried and cried so much. She was not asleep. It was not a dream. He spoke to her directly. This is a Christian who can actually hear God. She cried and cried so much because she was ashamed, but she was also afraid in the presence of God. And she began to repent and she began to tell God sorry, but I saw that the Lord withdrew from her and he did not answer her anymore. And then the next scene I saw, the lounge chair was sitting there and the woman's family was gathered, but the woman herself was not there anymore. She had continued to be sick until she died. God has told me to tell you certain things and this applies to everyone no matter where you are. This is not an American prophecy because the things that I'm speaking of in this message, people do it all over the world. I publish the prophecies in long form and I also publish them in short, short form, but no matter where I publish them, the majority overwhelmingly say that they are lies and they say it in ways really that no one should speak to another person. They say it in ways that are so derogatory with language that is foul sometimes. And they say it in ways unaware that I am speaking what God has said to them. So this part is for everyone. And I've been saying it consistently and you cannot say you never heard it before. God told me to tell you that we are now in the Old Testament. People will pay for their words. People will pay for their deeds. People will pay for their presumption. Presumption is where you are not afraid to do certain things even when God is involved or even when things are about God. You are not afraid to do certain things, take certain actions, say certain words or have certain responses even when God is involved. You take it for common. You take it the same as any other thing that you do in your daily life, which you have a right to do. You take it for common when it comes to God's things, which God is saying you have a right to do. When it comes to things of God, you don't know or care about the difference. So God says, because in your daily life, you take everything normal, you are in charge of everything in your daily life, and in, in your daily life, very few people think about things and think, oh, I don't have a right to do this, or I have a right to do this. You have to be a very conscientious Christian 
who is dedicated to living the way God wants us to live, to be the kind of person that is constantly moved by um, the rudder of the Holy Spirit telling you this you should do, but turn away from evil and stuff like that. Not everybody's Christianity is true. Not everybody's Christianity is long lasting. Some people can switch off their Christian side in a moment when the moment demands it, like, oh, this girl is offering me a good time with her and there's a vibe, so why not? And then they'll switch it back on and they will move on as if nothing has happened. So God says, because daily life gives you a right to do what you feel you want to do, when it comes to the things of God, you are not trained. And so you do not know that there is a different approach that is required for God's things. You think you have to, a right to do anything when it comes to God's things, just like you do anything when it comes to your things, but you do not have that right. God's things are costly, and if you handle them improperly, you will pay a price for it. Yah said, you will discover, like Israel did, that there is a price for touching and mishandling the holy things of God. And that is why I said in the beginning that the prophecy is do not mishandle the holy things of God. Do not touch the holy things of God. The next images that I saw, I saw that God will strike the provision of believers. Please listen. There are believers who slander others. There are believers who mock prophecy and other divine teachings. They point fingers and they say wicked things to those who carry the messages of God. And they talk about with slander and with malice. So I saw a man and his wife. It was a very strange thing how God showed it to me, but I will do my best to explain it. I saw a man and his wife at a point in this vision where they were very frantic in a very big storage area that was directly attached to their kitchen. These people had a massive house, a big house. These are not people who are lacking for anything. Their kitchen opened up into a very spacious garage, like, you know, a two or three car garage that they had converted and done every conceivable kind of prepper thing in there. So they had temperature control in there and they had shelving that you don't usually find in garages and they had converted that entire massive space into a very very impressive storage space and they had drums and drums of things that i think were oatmeal and flour and rice and other grains and other storage things sugar things like that they have varying drums but most of the drums they had in there were very very big big drums provisions things that they stored up in very big rubber drums that had been properly sealed and properly preserved with all the fancy preservations God turned everything in those containers to sand. Every single thing that those people had in their garages, in their garage, nothing survived God's judgment on their provision. Now, the reason that they were bursting into the storage area in panic was because in early morning, the, wo the woman went into the kitchen to make breakfast for she and her husband. I didn't see that they had children. She went to make breakfast and she found that everything that was a cereal or a grain, so quinoa or oatmeal or rice bran or anything like that, even things like dried fruit and nuts, raisins and things of that nation, nature, have been turned to sand. And so I, I saw this woman frantically checking the containers on her own first. She opened the first thing that she needed and she looked at it and then she opened the second thing and the third thing and then she ran to the fridge and opened it and the fridge was working perfectly fine the light was on and the thing was chilling but everything that was in those people's fridge was rotten and it was curdled and at that point it was too much for the woman to open and just see i didn't say the kale was a little wilted and the tomatoes cert certainly had some mold 
what was in their fridge was that all the fruits, vegetables, everything, the eggs, they had all gone black. They had all gone black, black kale, black vegetables, black eggs, everything had blackened and sort of like when you burn paper, they had a look of ash, but they were still solid in there. And at seeing that, the woman screamed. And that's when her husband came. He came and he was much more calm. So he looked at the sand in the containers and he opened the fridge and he looked at it, but he was calm. And then they began to methodically unseal everything that they had in the kitchen pantry. So the kitchen already had a walk-in pantry that was big already. And they were methodically opening jar by jar. And what was pouring out was the strangest sand that I have ever seen. It was this dark gray, almost as if the kind of sand that you would not really find on our beaches. The beaches sand that we have, even if it's black, it looks a certain way. This kind of sand was very big, granular, and crystal-like. And when they poured it out, it had this horrible sound that grated on my spirit, like like sand pouring from it was just not nice to hear and once they had poured out jar after jar or con large container after container of this strange whispering gray sand that's when the part of the vision that i saw happened where they burst into that very large storage area and they the man began to cut the whatever they used to seal he began to cut those seals and and open the drums and when he opened the drum the the thing was full of sand to the top and I felt the rage of this man at how much time, energy and hard work was lost in an instant, turned to sand. And the woman was crying hysterically by this time, but the man was so angry, so enraged that he shoved a huge drum over and the sand just sprayed everywhere. And here's the thing, right away as they were judged, these two people knew it was God. They knew as soon as they began to perceive the sand everywhere, sand in the sugar tin, sand in the pretty glass container for the countertops that say rice, oatmeal, salt, sand in the massive drums of flour and grain and other things. They knew that this was a miracle of God. They knew that they had not been robbed because their house was the kind that has exquisite alarm systems, layers of protection to keep all the precious things safe. They knew instinctively that no one could have gotten into their house and worked all night so silently to unseal all their pantry and to turn their fridge black and to unseal all those drums, fill it with sand, and then seal them back perfectly with the date and time that they had put on all their drums. Nobody could have done all that. Who was going to bring in that amount of sand? These people knew that it was God. But even in their knowing, God showed me that they did not repent. They felt only pain and anger for their losses, but neither the man or his wife repented of what they had done. And if you're confused about what they had done, it was for words, it was for deeds, it was for slandering other believers, it was for mocking the divine and prophetic teachings of God, it was for pointing fingers and saying wicked things to those who carry the messages of God and for speaking about them with malice. God says that we are going back to the Old Testament. We will pay for the things that we say. It won't be one of those, oh God, I'm so sorry, I thought it was a lie, but now I'm back. We need to be careful. 
because it's not celestial sitting here and speaking. It is the Lord sitting here and speaking. And he says that his things are precious and there is a way to approach. And I have made that way to approach known multiple times. But here is what God said. He said that a lot of people out there when he was giving me this message, that part is not written down, but I already spoke it. He said a lot of people out there, they have the heart of Achan. As I said in the beginning, Achan was not hearing repaired. Achan was one of the right age working men who was in the army of the Lord. Joshua came before them and told them exactly what God had said about how to get into Jericho. So this is not Joshua's thought, Joshua's wish, Joshua's just guessing and saying, well, usually people fight battles with swords and they fight it with horses, but the best way that we can get into the most fortified city in the region is for us to walk around it in seven days. That, that is not a direction of man. That is what is known as a prophetic instruction. And Joshua made sure to tell them, when we are walking, no one is going to speak. So to those of you who may not know why they walked around in silence, it is because God knows people are full of attitude. They're full of opinions. They're full of unbelief. They're full of, well, why are we doing this? Nobody's ever done this. And I just don't see how walking it. And besides, my feet hurt. And, and it's hot. And look at all the people on the walls of Jericho throwing diet soda cans at us and mocking us. This is just, I don't think... God knows people and he knows the mouth of people and what it can do to a prophetic instruction. God knows the damage that can be caused when he's trying to reach out to his people and tell them certain things. And then other people are saying, you don't need to listen to that thing because it's a lie from the pit of hell. Who ever heard of zombies and who ever heard of Russia being able to beat us and who ever heard of our great dollar failing? That's all lies and nothing has come to pass and you don't need to listen to that. You need to listen to me. That's why God told Joshua, tell them to be absolutely silent i don't want to hear a peep but the people carrying the ark in the front and moving it was only on the seventh day and he didn't say have a conversation on that day he said walk around praising shouting give a great shout and when they gave the great shout after they had walked around in silence several times seven times that's when the wall fell prophetic instruction carries its own rules and to those who obey I kid you not, it carries its own reward. The danger is when other tongues of Satan arise and tell you that it's not prophetic, that it's a lie, that it's all a conspiracy, and that you are deceived. So to those who do these things, like Achan, Achan heard what God said, but God told me, he absolutely told me that even with this video made with these clear dreams, and visions that he gave me people will say i think she's just making it up to make herself look more important people will say and this is what he said people will say but i'm in oregon and she won't know if i take them you're absolutely right i won't know someone in oregon is there with you as you think that seed of that thought in your heart he who sees your heart is there with you and will give you what he's going to give these people the Lord told me, Celestial, even after you speak, there will still be those among them who says, but she won't see me. That is what Achan thought. In the midst of the battle, with Jericho collapsed, in the midst of killing everyone as they had been told to, not to touch any animals, not to take a thing from within the walls of the city, Achan came across gold bars and garments made in the bright and beautiful colors that those particular people liked. And he thought, this is too pretty to burn. I need it. That's why people take these prophecies. 
They take them because they think, well, I needed more and I have a blog that nobody comes to and I need to put these things up so I can get my numbers up. Fame, he says, fortune, influence. You want to be noticed by people. You want likes and followers and clicks on your YouTube channel. And so this effort that literally comes out of my pores, you just take it carelessly and carry it over. Even though I did say that videos can be shared, but you don't label it or you watch and then you re-prophesy. It's like refried beans. You listen, you capture the gist, and then you carry it over to mangle it and attempt to teach it when you can't teach it with absolutely no indication to your followers where you got it. Even after it is said, the Lord said, that there will be people who listen and think, but so what? I need it. And like Aiken, they will take it. And once you take it, I am, I'm obligated to tell you the end of the story. Aiken was eventually exposed God began to trouble the whole of Achan over just one man's sins. He began to trouble the whole of Israel over just one person's sin. They went to the next battle, which was Ai, which was a small town. It wasn't heavily fortified. Nothing much was going on there. Joshua thought, well, we'll beat them by lunchtime and get back to the camp. They beat them and they ran off, abandoning a lot of weaponry. And a lot of people fell that day. And when they got back... Joshua went to God as the leader should, and he was confused. And he said, Lord, what is happening? What do we do? And the Lord said, there is an offense in the camp. And they immediately bring out the Umim and the Thummim. They bring out the priests, and they begin to find out from God, where is it? And they were separated by tribe, and then by group, and then by family, and then by person. And the lot fell to Achan. And he was exposed as being the one who had stolen of the consecrated things of the Lord. And isn't it tragic? Did Aiken die alone? No. Mrs. Aiken, teen Aikens, baby Aikens, the dog, the cat, all that he owned was brought out before the full assembly and they stoned them all with stones. Your sin can bring consequences to your family. Many of you, you know your family are the end time snitches. You know it. You see it. They show you every indication that just let the beast system come and they're going to be like, hi, 911 beast system. Yes, I have two Christian sisters. I'd like to report them. Their Bible reading gets on my nerves. Satan will be very high in people. And so it is necessary for Christians who truly honor God to come down very low because it is by humility before God that we are exalted. And so this is the prophecy, touch not, mishandle not the holy things. I am celestial and this is the master's voice. May the Lord bless you. May these words not go into one ear and out the other. But please, I have covered this topic many times, and so there's no reason to really act as if we don't know what is right to do, because most people, you are able to navigate by your own heart's intent. You already know what you're doing is wrong. So what God is just addressing here is the fact that you know it's wrong, and you do it anyway. And so he's simply coming back to let you know that after you have done that, after that's your choice to know it's wrong and do it anyway, then afterwards he will judge the decision that you made. If you want to share the videos, whether you want to share a clip, don't alter the words. If you see a part of the video that you really feel that people in your nation of other languages need to know, then when you translate, be true to the translation and put clearly at the description where the original channel is, what video it is that you are retranslating, and who put the video up. Put the title, put the date and the name of the prophecy. Don't do a halfway job. 
Daniel was excellent before God and I'm striving to be the same way. Don't just do something half-baked and then say, oh, but it's the same. I'm spreading awareness. You can't be careless with God's stuff. It is better not to spare awareness than bring judgment on yourself. You can share videos. You can share clips on TikTok and Instagram and wherever it is that you're sharing. But this is not common stuff. You're not sharing a lasagna recipe. You're sharing very important things. So make sure that you label them properly so that people can have understanding because this is important judgments that are going to affect men, women, and children. If you're giving them information, give them the information holistically, completely, and truly. That is all I have ever said. And also, stop disrespecting me. There is absolutely no need for that. And stop disrespecting the Lord. And I've explained why. It doesn't lead to any good place. Thank you for being with me. And until I see you again, goodbye.